How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 32 Chapter 6 This is Season 32 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 6. In this episode, we will be connecting the nine plates of the complete series to the dissonant consensualities of the last episode. To start out, in the last episode, we talked about how when you choose one option out of many, it produces dissonant consensualities for each inhibited option. We also explained how phrasing of a choice in terms of two dialectical groups undermines the observation of those dissonant consensualities. It does this because the chosen option or A can be defined by itself or by the inhibited impulses grouped together as not A. Which is to say that all those dissonant consensualities are grouped together into a single dissonant space. Observation of dissonant spaces requires choices be not phrased as binary. Binary choices generate binary negation, which allows the transition from time 1 to time 2 to reflect all the constituent realities in both timeframes. Multiplicity impairs binary negation by preserving multiple meanings concurrently. With this episode, I would like to bring those dissonant consensualities back to the nine plates of the complete series to elaborate on the architecture of reality. It was explained in past episodes that the nine plates will often reflect non-consensual narratives. In other words, let's say that you are having a conversation with someone. They will be speaking words with their voice, but also expressing meaning by their face, hands, posture and location. Each of these various plates will reflect a distinct non-consensual narrative for a distinct reality or universe. Now, it is important to note that these non-consensual narratives are in addition to the vocal meaning expressed by their voice, which is consensual. But the non-consensual narratives will reflect their reactive emotional responses to some concealed impulses that you have had in the recent past. That is to say, they will represent the concealed shadow parts of your being engendering a reaction through the expression of meaning of your conversational partner. Thus, multiplicity appears to permit the observation of multiple levels of meaning derived from the expressive action of our conversational partner. Likewise, multiplicity also permits the observation of multiple dissonant consensualities. Let me explain. The dissonant consensualities created by choice described in the last episode, are all consensual because they represent the acquisition of some object which is a consensual expression of an impulse. So for example, you choose the orange energy drink or you choose the watermelon one. Either way, you have consensually chosen a specific flavor. If you are making a decision you can't unintentionally choose to satisfy its ends unless it's a blind decision in which case the result is non-consensual. So, What does it mean that multiplicity manifests as non-consensual narratives when observing some friend's expressive action while manifesting as consensual narratives in relation to a choice? The answer is how do your eyes see light as well as darkness? Perception of multiplicity is independent of the underlying nature of the observation. You can apply multiplicity just as easily to non-consensual as consensual narratives. Nevertheless, it is important to note that, In the case of the nine plates, you are observing another person's consensual and non-consensual expression of meaning. The intersection between your consciousness and theirs is merely the exposed layer which reflects a conjoined consensuality. The other layers are reactive to your shadow nature, following the all-in-all principle which unifies many minds. So again, 
What does that tell us about choice? Well, if we look at the example of choosing between two flavors of energy drink, we can bring the non-consensual narratives of the nine plates into it. What if you choose watermelon before you open the fridge, but discover that you only have orange? Then, orange, that is the reality where you drink an orange energy drink is a non-consensual reality, a non-consensual narrative, reflective of reality not complying with your expectations. Thus, your inhibited impulse here, is the impulse to have the watermelon drink. In other words, when reality shifts from consensual to non-consensual, the consensual narrative is inhibited by the failure of the choice. The chosen option becomes the inhibited narrative. It is also true that the nine plates do not unanimously reflect non-consensual narratives. Only the five spatial plates will consistently express these narratives in a conversation. The higher plates often represent union between the identities of the two speaking participants, otherwise they wouldn't have intersected spatially. A gateway in the emotional plate produces a spatial intersection. Thus, the supraspatial plates thus reflect conjoined consensual narratives. Thus it is possible to observe the concomitant dissonant consensualities from the standpoint of the supraspatial plates. Now, to return to our example where a consensual choice leads to a non-consensual reality, and the consensual option becomes inhibited, it is possible in this case to observe the inhibited choice as a dissonant consensuality. Thus, if we imagine that after discovering that the watermelon-flavored energy drink is gone and you are forced to drink the orange one, you have a conversation with another person, it is possible that their expressive language, one of the five spatial plates, will express a narrative coincident with that choice. However, I would also like to correct an apparent incongruity between a splitting defined by physical options and one distinguished by distinct meanings. Specifically, we discovered in relation to the retrocausal that giving a form or object a name represents the assignation of meaning, the personalization of it. To be clear, the non-consensual narratives of the five plates described in the conversation above are personal narratives, that is, they reflect the shadow parts of yourself, the impulses that you have negated in the preceding hours and days. The options of our decision tree are physical objects which represent the satisfaction of a consensual impulse. The example provided by the retrocausal involves the attachment of a non-consensual stream to a physical form in the environment, the assignation of meaning. Ordinarily this flow from external to internal involves the attachment of a form to an object. But in this case, it represents the attachment of an object to a form. In other words, the consensual can be objective because it reflects our intentionality. The non-consensual must be personal because it does not. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.